This is Becoming a Podcast for Teens and Young Adults, Episode 50, The Strengths Within You, with Heather Glenn from Aligned Ambition. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have you with us today. Today, we are having a return guest, Heather Glenn with Align Ambition. Heather, welcome back to Becoming. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. We were going to encore the episode that we did previously called Career Goals. That episode was truly one of our favorites. It has sparked a ton of work between the three of us, and it's been so fun working together. Even though we really wanted to encore that episode, we realized we have a lot more to say. We have too much to say. We wanted to have this episode to kind of help to complement the other episode so that you can really understand the goal of Aligned Ambition and what we are trying to bring to you. So Heather, we're so excited to have you back. Tell us what we're talking about today. I'm just so glad to be here to talk about my favorite aspect of what I do, and that is talking about people's strengths. It's where I start when I meet with a person. We begin with this because in so many ways, that's almost a symbolic thing because our strengths are our foundation. It's what we build things upon. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a lot about that. And we're going to be talking about our relationship between our strengths and our weaknesses and, and how we can handle that and make that a source of power for us in our life. I'm super excited about our topic today because when we went through the process with Heather, uh, she was just showing us what she does. We were super intrigued. And once we did this process with her, it changed me. Learning what my personal strengths are completely influenced my confidence and knowing like what I can offer and bring to the table, whether it be for a job, for the podcast, or just serving the people in my daily life. It was pivotal for me. So I know that this will be a huge thing for you teens to learn. So Heather, why do you start with that? Why do you think it's so important for teens to know their strengths right off the bat? I want to give you just a little bit of a backstory for me, just personally, what brought me to this, this work that I started to do. Growing up, not really understanding what my talents were. And people would say to me, you are so talented, you're wonderful. And they could never really give me anything specific. And I really could never generate anything specific. For years, that, I mean, for years and years and years, that was really difficult for me because um, I wasn't able to really express or understand what it is that I brought to the table apart from anybody else. How was I different than anybody else? What did I have to offer? From that um, experience, once I discovered this process, 
it really just inspired me that I wanted to share this with every teen, every young adult, every person that's struggling to know this. Um, I want them, I wanted them to know what their strengths were because it is the foundation upon which you can build. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we explore the relationship between our strengths and our weaknesses and um, how we can use that. Erica and I are just nodding our heads in agreement because that's the exact same experience we had. I've never had a lot of tangible strengths that people could say, wow, you're a good artist. You're great at playing that instrument or whatever it was. So I always beat myself up for not having these visible strengths that I could just raise my hand and say, I'm good at this. I've never been able to verbalize my strengths, but learning about them from Heather, all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that was a strength because it was, it's just always so easy. And I thought it was easy for everyone. So it's, that's been really eye-opening to be like, I can like vocalize it now to someone. The three of us have had several conversations about the importance of strengths. We know a lot about the value of this, but can you share a little bit with our listeners the value of strengths and understanding them? Sure. I like to say that there's good news and bad news. And the bad news is that you're not good at everything. But the good news is, is that it doesn't matter. (laughs) And the reason why it doesn't matter is because when you know what you do well, what you don't do well diminishes. It's not as important. We live in a culture where you may hear things like, oh, she does it all. Or, you know, he is the total package, the brains and the bronze and you know, you hear verbiage like that. I refer to this as straight A culture, and that's this pressure for us to be good at everything. And the truth is that we are not good at everything. <laughs> and that's sort of a fallacy. And, when, and also that in order to be good at something, we need to be number one. And that's not true either. These are some of the untruths that we kind of will buy into at times. So it's important to recognize, first of all, that in order to have our strengths, we need to have weaknesses too. And they're they're very closely related. In fact, when you show me your weakness, if I were to ask you what's one of your weaknesses, I could tell you how that's related to one of your strengths. Wow. Because we have our weaknesses, we get to have our strengths. And when we have that understanding then it changes the way we view, first of all, the the areas that we struggle, and it helps us to appreciate the areas that we do well. I love that we focus on this growing with becoming, and we are changing and trying to do better. And that means trying to improve our weaknesses, but we can also improve our strengths. So where should we really focus our energy? That's a great question. So if I were to ask you, tell me your two biggest strengths, and you were to think of those in your mind, like just think of one in your mind right now. And then I were to ask you, tell me an area that you're really struggling. And think about that in your mind. And how do you feel? What's the difference in the way that you feel when you think about your strength versus when you think about your weakness? Where do you get more energy from when you think about that? What's, what gives you more empowerment? 
mm-hmm. when you're thinking about your strength or when you're thinking about your weakness? Oh, for sure, the strength. For sure. My goal is for each of us to think more about how we can focus on using those strengths. When you're focusing on the things that you do really well, then it diminishes the, thing, the areas that you're struggling. My little saying that I like to use is to plant your seeds where the soil is fertile. And that's the same with your strengths. You want to plant the strengths that you do really well and use that as a foundation. So this is by no means to say that you cannot grow in other ways and accept challenges and do things that don't come easily. That is not what we're saying. But in the beginning, and if you're struggling with this in any way, this is the starting line so that you can understand what it is you do well. So Tani and I... (laughs) The reason why we're so passionate about this is because we constantly are thinking about the team. We're constantly talking to each other about what do they need? What are we seeing? And we have even thought to ourselves, well, how do we get them to know themselves better? And we were even trying to invent something to do this. We were like, okay, well, what if we can help them just to figure out who they are? And what we realized is we had already found this process that they can get to know themselves better by learning about their strengths by something that will tell them this and so I think that this is why we're so passionate about this why we're working so closely with you is because we have been thinking about the teen and thinking about what we wish we had when we were younger so this is something that I wish every single teen could voice this is what I do well and it's something that's easy for me. And I, you may not even realize that it's something that you're really good at. And so it's just something that we get the chills about. We love talking about this because if a teen could have this tool to grow who they are, they're going to grow way faster than somebody who's beating themselves up over something that they're not that good at. And we've realized that as we've worked on this podcast as we've worked to become better mothers as we've worked to become more confident in ourselves and this is seriously the best solution that I have found for myself and I just want to share it with people so I just have to add my two cents about the magic of being able to define your strengths it it really was for me too so with, with a lot of these strengths tests, though, we do kind of hear some of these weak spots that come up, and it gives us some pause sometimes, and we feel we sometimes get a little negative when we're trying to find out our strengths. And this happened for me. I actually had a really difficult experience a few years ago where I was given a strengths test, identified with certain aspects of the strengths test, and sat in a group and all of the negative sides of my strengths were pointed at me in a way that made me feel super awful. <laughs> and, and it just hurt. But I was able to do it in a different way with people who I trusted and people who knew what they were talking about. And then I was able to see myself in a completely different light. And it was crazy to me that I had done the same thing in a totally different way and it was life-changing for the good instead of making me feel awful about what other people were perceiving me as and it was much more about what I wanted to perceive myself as 
working on this has completely changed my day to day. It's changed how I focus my energy. It's life changing, but I, it still is paired with weaknesses. So what do you do when you see those weaknesses? Because some people will focus on those. And what do you do when you see those? I think it's important to realize that we have our weaknesses because we have strengths. They're so related. That's the first step is when you have an when you notice an area that bothers you about yourself, look to see what it's related to and how that strength is serving you. Then you can look at it from uh, maybe like a more logical perspective in terms of, okay, you know, I mean, I had somebody this week say, well, I'm really artistic, but I'm also really messy. Well, if she was not messy, we wouldn't get the artistic side of her. Yeah. And we want that side of her. We want that. (laughs) That's like really one of the most beautiful things about her. It's part of her. It's part of her. Yeah. And maybe her um, family would get frustrated with how messy the house was. So over time, she didn't just ignore it and say, oh, well, that's just how I am. She took steps to minimize the impact of it by, you know, finding other tools to, to help her with it, talking to people to get tips and find ways to make it a little bit more manageable. I feel like that's generally how we need to look at our weaknesses is, minimize the impact, just kind of get them out of the way so that they don't become a hindrance. Is she ever going to be a neat freak person with an extremely clean house? It's unlikely, but that's okay because it's because of that we get to have this wonderful creative mind. Mm, I love that. So when we look at our weaknesses and we see the things that bother us, think about the relationship between that quality and another quality that is wonderful about you because that's how it works. That's how it works. And so a lot of times our weaknesses are just kind of misperceived. They're maybe a strength used with too much intensity, like maybe you have a critical mind. It's very easy for you to become what I would describe as overly critical or just kind of going too far with it and picking things apart more than necessary. So if people are saying that to you, like, why are you so critical or whatever, you can think of it as, I have a really critical mind, and I realize right now I'm just overdoing it, so I can pull it back in a little bit. And you can perceive that not as an insult. You can perceive that as an overuse of your strength, just knowing when to use it and when not to use it. And, and mastering some of that will help you to manage your weaknesses a little bit better. Learning how to be really self-aware. And also, I want to say, when your weaknesses are very challenging and you're not quite up to it, you can always look to outsource <laughs> that weakness. Find some help with it, especially in terms of career and life work and things like that, if there's an area that it's really difficult for you. Maybe you can find a friend that can help you manage that a little bit. 
Can we just talk about that elephant in the room right now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I feel like God handed me Erica on a silver platter because... I'm the elephant. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm the elephant. I'm the one that has these weaknesses that I was fully aware of. And in the past, I would have beaten myself up. I'm not organized. I'm not tech savvy. I don't even know the word. Look it. I just am not good at this kind of stuff. And I would have beat myself up. I can't do a podcast because I don't have the skills. And that could have been my detriment. But instead of beating myself up, I think it's so important to recognize like I have other great qualities that are going to be good in this arena, but this isn't my best. And I can study and figure it out myself, or I can just lovingly reach out to someone and say, hey, you're really good at this, and this is where I struggle. Would you mind helping me? And it didn't diminish or make me feel like less of a person. And then I reach out to my friend, and she just scoops me up where I'm weak, and it's been a beautiful experience for me to see. And we don't compare ourselves and feel bad it's just this great support. I don't know. And yeah. it's been so much more fun to work in groups when you can see the complementary skills mm-hmm. and see the complementary strengths. It's so much more fun when you get to use your strengths and then let somebody else shine in their strengths. It's really fun. And we have loved doing it together, but then the three of us have gotten together and it's like even more collaborative work. And it's just like, so neat. And I've really honed in on that at work as well as just enjoying other people's strengths and looking at them in a different light because I've finally found some peace with my strengths and find, exactly. found peace with other strengths because I understand them better. Yes. I mean, it is so true that once you see and value the strengths that you offer, then you don't self-deflate in the comparison game anymore. And Amen. we know that comparison is rampant right now. I mean, it's kind of with social media and just access to compare so much access to comparison. And it's so easy to get there and, and feel just down in the dumps because you're not measuring up. It's two parts. You have to see it. You have to notice it. You have to recognize the strengths. And then you have to give value to the strengths that you offer because like we kind of touched on before, a lot of our strengths are just sort of imperceptible to us because they're so natural that we think, well, everybody's like that. We have to consciously give it value. I had a friend that was just an amazing decorator and she would come into my house and say, well, do this and do that and make it amazing in two seconds. And I would compliment her and she'd say, oh, it's nothing. Anybody can do it. No, we can't. <laughs> no, we can't. But that's, that's kind of what we do because it's so natural to us that we don't give it attention. And another thing is a lot of our best gifting, the gifting that serves us the most in our life are these attributes and qualities. It's not these tangible gifts. Our greatest gifts are those attributes and qualities that we have. Those are the ones that will show up for us time and again in many, many situations. 
and will serve us very well if we give them value and we use them. A confident person is a person that understands, uses, and appreciates their strengths, but also recognizes their weaknesses and they're okay with it. Hmm. Those are, that's the two parts. I, I definitely have found that true in being able to give my talents and my strengths has been really fulfilling for me. And I think that that's been nice to recognize that and not feel because I'm not that great of a gift giver, but I do find that I feel really good about my ability to give my strengths to others. So I think that's a cool thing to recognize. So where do we start to find these for young people? I really think that that's important to give them some tools of where to start. Absolutely. I think one of the first things you could do is to ask people, people that you trust, people that you feel like you would go to for advice. That's the kind of person you would want to ask. What do you feel like my strengths are? And that might be kind of a vulnerable question for many people. It is for me as an adult. That would be a hard question, but a very worthwhile question to ask. Sometimes you could ask a teacher or somebody that you've worked with or in different settings, ask people what what they see in you as some of your strengths. And then another way to identify some of your strengths is just if you have activities or things that you just become really immersed in where time just passes really, really quickly, that will be indicative of areas that you really enjoy. So if you really like reading and you just read and time goes by and you could just read forever and that's showing you that you probably really like accumulating information. There's a lot of little things you can look at like that. So another thing is you can Google like a list of strengths. I have one on my website as well. And you can have somebody go through them with you and you could work together and kind of narrow it down. Obviously, we were talking earlier about looking at our weaknesses. If you feel like, well, I don't know what my strengths are, but I can tell you what I'm bad at, (laughs) (laughs) then start there at least and take a couple of them and then try to look what's on the other side and see. And then lastly, you can take an assessment of some kind that will help you you know, identify some of these. And that's, that's part of what I do in the work that I am involved with is we start with an assessment. And I have so, to say that the assessment that you use, I have taken many, many, many of these assessments through high school, college, in work, um, in my personal life, just because. Um, and I have found this one to be the most um, useful and just the clear language, but I found it really helpful to go through it with somebody who understands everything that there is to go with that because some of those things that they tell you are a little confusing. So it was really nice to be able to have some help and some descriptors from you. I do think that has been by far my favorite strengths test because there's so much focus on the positive and not a lot of focus on the flip side, even though they will share those things with you. It's still in a positive light. It kind of explains to you why those weaknesses are actually strengths for you. So I think that's really helpful. And didn't you find it helpful that we did it together? Like I can imagine a teen with their parents like saying, oh yes, I've seen that in you. 
and validating what the test said or the director who's coaching you through your results. I found that so helpful that Erica and I could say to each other, oh yeah, that's spot on. That's so you. And when you validated that for me, you know me well, it really, really assured me that this is who I am. I know you've seen this in your work too, Heather, don't you think so? Yes, absolutely. There have been many instances of that where, and I think also where parents have said, oh, okay. And this whole concept for parents of their kids having this relationship between their strengths and their weaknesses influences the way I think they see them as a, as a child and that relationship between parent and child kind of understanding a little bit more why they are the way that they are and helping them reframe some, maybe what they may have previously thought as misbehavior or annoying habits have sort of been reframed in a different light to help them see it as the counter to one of the things they're really good at. Sure. So I don't bug Erica nearly as much as I used to. So I'm bugging. glad I can provide that for you guys. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So I highly suggest that you do this alongside with your parents. I think it'll bond that relationship so well and be really serving to you. Uh, I think I think it's really great to do with your parents. I I think also it's really helpful to do it with a close friend. I think I have friends in high school that we would have loved to do this together that I'm still really close with. So I think anybody that you trust and that you look to for advice, this is a great thing to do together. And, and once you begin to understand this and you begin to hone in on your strengths, the goal is to make this part of your daily and your weekly practice. It's, it's to look at your, the tasks and the challenges that you face and to think about how you are uniquely capable of tackling those challenges and and making things happen and find success. And that's really the power in knowing what we are really good at. It's where you start. It's where you start. It's what you've got going for you already just because you're you. And I I love that concept. I love the power behind it. it. It's real. Once you understand and you know these things, you will feel differently about yourself. You will feel differently about other people. And I really feel like this is key. I really feel like this is key for part of maturation, like just growing up, part of moving on from adolescence to adulthood is being able to stand in your strength, to rest in that, to feel the power of that, and know that you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be everything. You don't have to be a straight A student. You don't have to be top 10 in the class. That's not going to make you the amazing person that you are. What's going to make you amazing is knowing these truths about yourself and making the most of them daily. That's what's going to bring you power and make things happen in your life. I absolutely agree with every word you said. And I just want to add that I feel like God created us exactly the way that he wanted us to be to accomplish what we need to in this life. And he gave you those specific strengths and even the weaknesses. 
to help you fulfill your journey on this earth. And when we can really look at them and be clear and honest with who we are and grow the things that make us happy and fulfill us, it will change our lives. And that's why we feel so passionate about what we are talking about. If this isn't the time for you to do a formal assessment, that's fine. But this is the time for you to think about it, to feel it, and to know it. This is the time. Right now, today, do it. It's in you. It's there. It's ready. It's waiting. Ask people. Think about yourself. Think about the types of activities that you like to do. Think about the way you treat and interact with other people. Think about how you view and examine the world and figure out the areas that you do well and do more of that. Do more of that and notice it and feel good about it and appreciate it. And as you witness that, as you see that in your daily life, then you will no longer feel less than. You won't. You won't. You, will, you won't. You will feel appreciative of the way God made you. You will understand what it is you bring to the table just by being you. And I'm not trying to be overly dramatic about this. I'm, I am not an overly dramatic person. Anybody out there that actually knows me, if, there, if any of those people listen to this, they know that's true. I am not an overly dramatic person. But this has been a struggle for over 20 years of my life, and it is not a struggle anymore. And that's, that's everything. And I, that is what inspired me because I don't want kids to go through this. And it's, it's not necessary. We can, we can help. You can help. For any mothers listening, we're talking to you too. Mm -hmm. I feel like what we're suggesting isn't just for a career. This can be anything that just makes you feel fulfilled. You can use your talents, your God-given talents and abilities just to fulfill you and your life and the people around you. You can volunteer for things that come natural and easy to you that bring you joy. I just find this so important as I know how it's changed me personally that I want this for each individual and it's not just for career. If you're not looking at going into a specific major in college, it can be just using it in your daily life. Or if you are at this stage, you're a teen and you're looking to decide what you want to do for your future, this is where to start. Absolutely. Or if you're just not wanting to feel like the lame one in your group of friends, which is what I felt like because all of my friends were super high overachievers, extremely externally talented. And I just, I just didn't understand. I didn't understand what my strengths were, what what set me apart, what made me special at all. What you had to offer. Mm -hmm. And we've only known you this way. And both Erica and I are just in awe of you and your strengths and what you bring to the table. That's why we're like jumping on your bandwagon. Like, let us come along for the ride. <laughs> we want to be a team and help yeah. you bring this message to as many people as possible. Yeah, well, the feeling is mutual. So we want to wrap up. So I want you, Heather, to share how you use these strengths to really help 
teens and individuals to find kind of a path for them and what you kind of do next because I do want to explain that to people. I think it is really important to not only understand your strengths but the rest of it really brings it all together and how you combine it all together. Sure, yeah. So our first step in the process is um, to look at our strengths and then we combine it with some other things. We look at values. Those are the things that are really important to us. Values are going to be the things that are deal breakers for us because they're so important. And so it's really necessary for us to consider that whatever it is we're choosing, whether that be a career or maybe how to spend your spare time, it's very important to consider your values. And then we look at our skills, which seems kind of unromantic compared to some of these other areas, but there are different kinds of work that we get energy from, and there are other kinds of work that are very draining for us. So it's just important to make that distinction and try to pursue paths that will help us to use our preferred skills in a majority of our work so that we have satisfaction in the job that we're doing and Then the last piece is we look at areas of interest to us. Obviously, we want to be working in a field or a type of work that is appealing. Yeah. So we kind of use all of those and we have some different, I have some different search strategies and ways to look up jobs and and help find match your skills and your strengths and your values will all support you in whatever interest you want to pursue. None of this limits your possibility. It's not like, oh, well, I have this certain strength, so therefore I must only do such and such. We look at the process in terms of because I want to do such and such, these are the reasons why I can be good at that. After we come to maybe a conclusion of a couple of jobs that you'd be interested in pursuing, then we investigate those. And if At the end of that investigation or years down the line when you're really choosing a career, maybe it's time to revisit that and see. And if it's not, you can use that same pattern over and over again is is basically the gist of the process. So look at your strengths, look at your skills, look at your values and your interests and use all of those to combine to be a guide for you, um, to help you in your decision making. And I'm sure some of your strengths and interests and values change as you change and grow throughout your life. So I like that idea of revisiting it, maybe doing it again, seeing if you still have the same interests before you hurry and jump into a certain major or put all of your energy into one career. And we never know what new things we'll be exposed to and new experiences we'll have um, and different types of things that we haven't yet had the chance to do because it never, the opportunity never presented itself. So as you get older and grow and you learn new things and you have new opportunities, you might, you'll find new interests. And uh, maybe you'll discover a skill that you enjoy that you never thought you would enjoy. It's important to still keep an open mind and none of this is definitive or exhaustive. And that's something I like to say a lot because this is your starting line. This is the place to, you've got to have a place to start from. But when you understand and know these things, you're going to have more confidence in pursuing the things that you want to pursue. And you will waste less time 
pursuing areas just because, well, I had a friend that did that, or my dad did that, or it seemed like he liked it. So that's the hope is that we can help people have a little more clarity so that they make better use of their time and their resources as they approach um, life after high school. So Heather, I wonder if teens are thinking, what's the difference between what she does and what a school counselor or a career explorations class might do for me? Could you explain that? I think that's a great question. And first of all, love school counselors, so appreciative of their work and they have a lot of education and a lot of experience. They're mostly um, working with the population at large. So depending on the size of their student body, they have a lot of people that they're serving and they will meet with the individual. They just have a lot on their plate. And so this is more one-on-one personal counseling, really digging in deep. School counselors really don't spend a lot of time working with you trying to figure out what you want to do. They're more helpful in tell me what you want to do and I'll tell you the way to get there. And they're more helpful in educating about how to get into college and um, steps that need to be taken and financial aid and a lot of different, they do so much. They do so much, but it's just not quite the same thing. We're a little bit different what I do because I'm working with the individual trying to figure out what is a good fit beyond just looking at a test. I love it. You guys, we are seriously obsessed (laughs) with this process. We are so passionate about it. We are constantly thinking about how to help bring this to more people. And we want to work with you. You know, Heather wants to work with you, but Tani and I, we want to work with you. Like, we want to help bring this to you. Like, talk to us and we want to help you and start this process. But if you want help, we're here to help. Mm -hmm. So, we already asked you in your previous episode what you would tell your teenage self. But what we (laughs) really just want to bring home to everybody is just learn your strengths. If you could tell your teenage self one thing learn your strengths, learn what you are naturally good at. I think we can all say that we are nodding to that. Amen. So Heather, where can our listeners find you? I'm on Instagram at Aligned Ambition. I also have a website, alignedambition.com. Come and talk to us. We want to help more people to discover this. It has changed our individual lives, and this is something that we feel can change your life. So, And part of what has brought us together, Tawny, Erica, and I, is our passion for wanting the next generation to thrive. And that is something that I feel like we're very united in. And our approach to do that is from different angles. But we want you guys to do well. That's really what this is about. Absolutely. To be truly, truly happy. And I think this is a beautiful place to start. We love you. We love you guys. This episode is brought to you by Align Ambition, who you just heard from. And if you want to start this process, click on the link in the show notes now. We cannot wait for you to find what we found in ourselves.